What's going on, sports fans? Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time zone you are in. I'm Bill Corpus, Crispy Murphy, and welcome to the fifth inning of the 16th game of the Sports Insanity Podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. And I am joined tonight, he hasn't been here in a while, I am joined by the one and only, thank God, Mike the Pun Master Rifkin. As God, I could say you're welcome. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? Doing all right, doing all right, feeling pretty good. We're two weeks away from Halloween, which means after Halloween, candy goes on sale. And who doesn't love candy that is on sale? Elf nuts. Dude, I, I am such a Kit Kat Milky Way guy. Actually, you know what? You know what? I have to get this off my chest. I'm a big candy corn fan. I know people hate candy corn. You know, that's weird. I usually uh, like sweet stuff, but I think candy corn is just too sweet for me. Oh, my God. What the what the hell's wrong with you? Like, you know, like can, Next, you're going to tell me you don't like popcorn. Oh, I you love like popcorn. Cre- you don't like cream corn. You don't like corn on the cob. I, I haven't had cream corn in a long time. I do like corn on the cob. Yeah, when it oh, comes especially to- off the grill. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's but I love candy <laughs> Listen, candy corn is arguably the be- one of the best Halloween candies you can get. That's all I'm going to say. To me, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Oh, so highly overrated. I, but um, yeah, that's I would say that's my favorite chocolate or non-chocolate. I would say Twizzlers or Skittles. Oh, Twizzlers are gross. They're delicious. Um, oh my god! What about Skittles? Eh, they're okay. I'd rather have an M and M than Skittles. Okay, M and M's are good too. Um, so yeah, Halloween's coming, folks. Uh, get that candy ready. Do you, are you a Simpsons fan? I am. Okay. Do you Homer remember Simpsons. the episode where Homer becomes a big time? Um, talk show guy, and they portray him as a like a Fox News analyst. Is this one of the newer episodes, or it's within the last couple of seasons? If not, I, I can show you the YouTube. There is a scene where he goes, "I even have my own Halloween mask," and Bart goes, "That's not you. They just painted Shrek yellow." <laughs> is that what? Is that what you're doing? Is, are you going to wear the Shrek Halloween mask? When they no, I'm going as me. <laughs> I can see you when the kids come to the door. You're like, trick or treat. And you're like, go away. Listen, listen if you don't trick or treat, you, you just lose. But or you gonna, candy. Or are you going to yell obscenities at them like you do on kids on bicycles? <laughs> Most of those kids are going over the speed limit. They know what they're doing. Are you just the old man who screams at a cloud? I am not the old man who screams at the cloud. Okay. Okay. Well, as much as we love to sit here and just BS, um, because I am having a good time. I actually am. We do have sports to talk about. We got some football to talk about. We got some 
playoff baseball to talk about. We got a lot of things to talk about. So we're okay, so we're gonna start with America's pastime. Baseball. The LCS is going on right now. The Texas Rangers beat the Philadelphia Phillies last night in game. Wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? Oh, shoot. Thank you for catching me. Um, Dude, where's my car? Okay. Okay. Um, Whoever is editing, I'm going to ask you to edit that out. Thank you. And God bless. Whoever's editing, I want credit for this. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Um, The Texas Rangers beat the Houston Astros last night in game one of the ALCS by a score of two to nothing. By a score of two to nothing. And the Ash and the Texas Rangers beat the Astros today. Five four. By a score of five to four. So Rangers are now up two games to none against the defending champs. So today they really took Verlander for a ride, huh? Well, Verlander pitched game one and okay, today last night. Frambor I'm sorry. Valdez, but I mean, Framber Valdez, he made one critical error throwing up the first base on the first inning. That's where the Rangers get four four runs, and they never look back. So that that was critical last night. Uh, y- Yankee legend Jordan Mon- – actually, the Rangers have had two Yankee legends pitch in the series. Jordan Montgomery was great in game one. Oh, he was. And, and Nathan Avaldi was great today in game two. And I just want to say, Jordan Montgomery, damn it, Cashman! I I would like to say, on behalf of the Jordan Montgomery fan club, thank you, Brian Cashman. You, you took him for, for beta? Seriously? And beta was on the 16th day? I, I'm sorry, I'm still not over that. Listen, I, I hear Bader's a master. Okay, moving on. So Rangers up two games to nothing. Mike, what do you what do you think? Are the um do the Astros got some postseason magic in them, or do you think or do you think they've dug themselves into a hole? They've dug themselves a hole, but I I they've got themselves for me, they have a little bit of leeway, in my opinion. I, I think you got obviously. I'm going to say something obvious. You're gonna you have to win game three. Oh, absolutely. But he, here's the thing: they just need to pick it up offensively. Verlander was really good in game one. Valdez, after the first inning, was pretty good today. Although there wasn't much left, but it's offensively. Kyle Tucker, there's an APB out for you this playoffs. I, I need the Yankee legend Jose Altuve to get going. Alex Bregman, the only guy who seems to hit right now is Jordan Alvarez. And let me tell you something. If I am the Rangers, the rest of this series, I don't care if the bases are loaded. 
I don't care if it's nigh nothing. I don't want to pitch to your Don Alvarez. That's it. End of story. He will not beat me. That cannot happen. So I think the Astros, I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway. I think they could win game three. They could have won today. They could have won game two. Oh, they, they had a situation, I think it was the fifth inning, bases loaded, nobody out, and they come away with nothing. That's inexcusable. Oh, and I said that's a classic Mets thing. You're still having your Met feels, aren't you? No. Um, you always have to have your Met feels. You always got to know that relate to, man, I'm so used to it. It's kind of like a withdrawal kind of deal. Ah, I remember when the Mets did that. That makes sense. Like I could say, I remember when the Mets went to the World Series because it was also more recently than when the Yankees went to the World Series. Giggity, giggity. No, I was actually rooting for the Max Zach series. So was I. What a quinky dink. <laughs> Be, uh, you know what? I have to ask you. Shots fired here, pal. Shots fired. Um, mm-hmm. 2009, Yankees and Phillies. Who were you rooting for? Truth? Yes. Nobody. So that was like. Okay. That was like for you. Do you hate the Jets in football? Not as much, no. Okay. Is there an AFC team you absolutely despise? Well, it was the Patriots, but they're sort of becoming irrelevant. Okay. That's like if the Patriots with Tom Brady played the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. That I would I would have sucked it up and moved for the Patriots. Nah, yeah. I I can't tell you what I really wanted to happen during this recording, but I can tell you off air. Tell me off air. Because I feel like, you know, for most of my Met fan friends, it's in two thousand nine, I just rooted for the Yankees. It was the lesser of two evils. No. No, I, I they both sucked. Like if the Mets were playing the Red Sox in the World Series, I would move for the Mets. Well, I mean, there, there's a history between the Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah, so anyway, so you know what? Perfect transition. Game, you know, game one of the NLCS is going on right now. Bottom of the seven, Phillies up five to three against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, yeah, Phillies really... Philly has really struck first in this game so far. This game yeah, will be using over by the time this is released. So, yeah, they're using their power edge: Schwarber, Cassiano, Cassianos, and that Bryce Harper. I'll go deep. National legend Bryce Harper. That's for you, Patchy. Listen, I, I just don't like the guy. I'll be blunt. He's a good ball player. I don't like him. How come? Tell us. I mean, I I can't root for the Phillies. Go Diamondbacks. But the Diamondbacks are starting to claw back at 5-3. Zach Gallon wasn't very good. But, you know, give your team a chance to win. That's what playoff baseball is all about. So let's go Diamondbacks. Oh, I would like to see the Diamondbacks win. That would be cool. As Um, a diehard Diamondback fan, I understand. Because you want to know something, and I was saying this the other day on the Monday show with Reggie. My dad, 
he when the Yankees aren't at aren't in, he just like roots for an underdog. He's like, you know what? I just want to see someone different now. I just want to see someone different. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. That 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 makes sense. I totally get that. Like, because you want to know something that's like me with playoff baseball. I use, and I think maybe doing this podcast has helped too. Like, I used to be very, like, when it came to the World Series, I used to be, if the Yankees aren't in it, I don't watch. I'm the opposite. I love watching it. And watching now, it. you know, I think maybe because on top of, of doing this, I'm like, okay, I'll watch if the Yankees aren't playing. See, for me, if the Mets aren't going to win the World Series, as long as the Yankees, Phillies, Braves don't win. You're happy. Okay. I'm good. Like, if the Dynamics win this series, I don't care who wins the World Series. Frank, I would love to see the Astros win again just so Yankee fans can suffer and complain about 2017, not like it was six years ago. Listen, I've come to terms with that, and I've accepted it. And, listen, a lot of Yankee fans I know have not moved on from it. I know. They still think it's 1998. Well, it's the 25th anniversary this year, so. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, they haven't moved on from it. I'm like, okay, guys, it was six years ago. T- time to move on. And by the way, if you haven't moved on and the Astros keep winning, they're just going to blow by your historical preference of those 90s teams. Because you know what it is, and Reg and I talked about this the other day, actually. Um, it was like with the Yankees. It's like now the Yankees and the Astros. It's like we're on the side the Red Sox were on when it's like, oh, only we could beat the Yankees in the playoffs, you know, from 78, 99, 2003, and then 2004, Oh, the greatest Game 7 of all time in 2004. Game 7 was basically a blowout. I know. Game 4 and 5 were the real classics, in my opinion. David Ortiz. But You, you think David Ortiz taunts A-Rod and Jeter about that? While I don't know if you, saw, Fox? if you saw Jeter's first day as Fox Sports commentator, like at the end of the Broadcast was listen. I got a gift for you, Captain, and it's from all of us. And it was a Red Sox jersey and it had two Jeter on it. Did you see that? I did. I, I got to tell you, I, I I don't mind Derek Jeter as a as an analyst. I don't mind him yet. Poppy, I I, I like I like his personality. I can't stand a Rod, as you call him, a fraud. He is a fraud. I want I want one player to do this when A Rod interviews them. What was what were you seeing up there? I don't know, man. The steroids weren't helping me like they helped you. <laughs> They'll never do it, but I want to see it because they don't want to admit to they don't want to admit to taking steroids. Well, no, they don't. He will never admit that he took steroids. That that was my point. So, so okay, like. Do you see the Houston Texas series going beyond four games? Yes, I think Houston gets this. I I picked on batter up. I picked Houston in seven. 
They're down 0-2. I'm not wavering. The Houston Astros are coming back to win this series because minimum Max Scherzer will come up small in the playoff for the Rangers at some point. And and when it comes to and when it comes to the National League series, mm-hmm. who do you got? I, I got the Phillies. I think the Phillies take this, and, and I'm going to say you're five or six. I think the Phillies win. Uh, too much firepower in that lineup. I so. I said last week. I didn't say who I think would win, but I said I see the Texas Houston series going seven. Mm-hmm. But who knows? After Wednesday, my tune might change. And I see the NLCS going maybe six games. Okay. So, so yeah, playoff baseball. Isn't it great? Almost over. Then we're get, Then we're at. Well, then we're getting closer to the winter meetings. The hot stove heats up. Oh, I can't Baby wait. Talk. I love it. Don't forget. Joey Otani becomes a Met. Don't forget to check out Batter Up for that. And for your Yankee fix on that, don't forget to check out Bomber's Banter. Shameless plug. Never so, watched the show Shameless. My brother and my mom watched it. I never really watched it. Mm. But, yeah, I should give it a chance one day. I really should. Um, okay, now we go from the diamond to the gridiron. Uh, we, we can have some fun here. Yeah, you ready for some good, wholesome fun, Mike? Oh, I'm going to have a field day. You had waited. Once we get to a certain New York team, you're going to be you, – you've been waiting for that all day, haven't you? I've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk a little college first. Interesting uh, weekend in college football, wouldn't you say? Great weekend in college football. What specific game did you like this weekend? I mean, if you didn't love Washington and Oregon, you're oh, just that wrong. Nuts. That was nuts. That was phenomenal stuff. It really was. It was absolutely crazy because I was flipping between that and the Tennessee Texas A&M game. I was yeah. flipping between all those. And then when Washington Oregon game, I said, "Okay, you know, forget Texas A&M Tennessee. I'm going to continue watching this." I'm going to say this now. Say it now. If that game does not cement Michael Penix Jr. right now as the Heisman front runner, we've got a lot of problems. Really? He was sensational on Saturday. And he did it on a big stage against the top 10 team. I know it was at home, but he got it done, and that's what matters. And Washington beat Oregon 36-33. Phenomenal game. Oh, my God. Like, that was – that game literally kept me on the edge of my seat. That was – that was – 
Listen, I know it's college football. That's game of the year right now. You're calling that game of the year? Right now it is, yeah. Okay, so you're calling that at 10.31 p.m. on October 16th in this year of our Lord, 2023. It was. It was phenomenal. Wow. It was... It was exciting. Oh. Phenomenal game. Panics was great. Bo Bo Nix was great. It literally came down to a couple of inches because that's where the Oregon kicker missed his field goal. Phenomenal game. Like, if you have not watched it, YouTube the highlights. I don't care. It was awesome. Yeah. The missed field goal, I was like, whoa, wow. And I wanted him to make it because I wanted the game to go to overtime because we deserved overtime in that one. Oh, I would have loved to see overtime in that game. Because I remember I was up, up in my room, I was doing something. I had the game on, and I hear my dad go, yeah, well, he missed it! I was just, oh my. It was, like, listen, here's how great this game was. Like, the defense has played okay, despite giving up the mass amount of points. But Michael Penix, 22-37, 302 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. On the season now. As I pick it up. He has 20 touchdowns to three interceptions. He has 2,300 yards, 72% completion percentage, 189.9 QBR, quarterback rating, whatever you want to call it. He's the front runner for the Heisman, especially after what happened in South Bend. Oh, you mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I actually do. As much as that upsets me, but you know. The Notre Dame Fighting Irish have defeated the USC Trojans 48-20. to You put up 32 more points or so, you, you could have put up 70. That was a great game. USC, every... Listen, since... I think the, USC's overrated. Yeah, since the Matt Line at Reggie Bush days, they're, they've been frauds. And every week we keep saying, okay, they're really good, they're really good, but we're just waiting for the defense to get going. You got this, lucky the last couple games, USC. You got lucky. Yeah, like Arizona took them to, what was it, triple overtime Arizona took them to? So, yeah. Like, I love Caleb Williams. He's going to be the number one pick. He's great. This has nothing to do with Caleb Williams. This is to do with Lincoln Riley. And every year, even in Oklahoma, he came up just a little short. So either you got to recruit better defensively, because quarterback's not an issue for him. He's always had good college quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, you know, now Caleb Williams. But... But Notre Dame needed this game. 
because Notre Dame got crushed by Louisville yeah. and they lost the Ohio State game. Oh, that game gave me a heart attack. They were losing, in my opinion, they were losing a teeny tiny bit of credibility on how we ranked rated Notre Dame losing those games. Because you're losing to teams, maybe not in the case of Ohio State, but you're losing these marquee matchups. So they needed to find a way to get a win and get on one. They found mm-hmm. a way. The defense crushed Caleb Williams. I think he did three picks. Sam Hartman looked like he did earlier in the season. That was very important for Notre Dame. And this you know, they came away with a good one. This was a get right game. This was a get-right game. Especially for the defense. Played played well. And doing that in South Bend against your most hated rival. And the kids storming the field after the game. That's how you do it. I don't know if I necessarily love the kids storming the field. And Notre Dame's still highly ranked. And USC's highly ranked. Like, if USC was number one in the country, go for it. They weren't. I don't necessarily – listen, you beat number one, like when they beat Clemson a couple of years ago with Trevor Lawrence, I'm okay with storming the field. But to be fair, Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing that game. He had tested positive for COVID. No, I, but I'm saying that here. When they storm in the field, I remember that. And they weren't socially distanced. What the heck? I'm like sitting there. I'm happy Notre Dame won. But at the same time, I'm thinking, oh, boy, this is going to be a super spreader like no one has ever seen. Yeah, but Notre Dame finds a way. And, yeah, why do you hate Notre Dame so much, Mike? I don't hate Notre Dame. you, You know what? I feel like everyone jumps on a bandwagon, whether it's Notre Dame, Ohio State, when it comes to college sports. So I kind of just like, I shake my head to them. I know they're okay. I don't, I, I don't have any real hatred towards them. For but me, my thing is, I'm Irish. I'm Catholic. It's mandated. No, that makes sense. By. The state of Indiana, the Republic of Ireland, and the Vatican. I don't know what the state of Indiana has to do with you if you're not in Indiana, but... But it is in Indiana. But, okay, you know what? Scrap the state of Indiana. It has... It is mandated by the Republic of Ireland and the Vatican. And every Irish-American organization that exists... Good for, good for you and your, your Notre Dame people. So see, see, the rivalry I wish they'd bring back is Notre Dame and Michigan. That's the rivalry I wish you'd bring back. You know, we had a uh, family friend. She was actually a Michigan grad, and every time Notre Dame and Michigan played each other, we would always talk crap to each other. Mm. And it, it, it was all in good fun, though, you know? It was all in good fun. That's what rivalries are. Like it was well meaning. She's a really good person. We were, we were just having some fun with each other, mm. and yeah. But um, yeah. So Notre Dame beat USC. 
And in other scores, Georgia beat Vanderbilt. But they lost Brock Bowers now, apparently, for the season. That That's terrible. I love Brock Bowers. Is, number one, is Georgia going to be losing number one, you think, soon? They're going to lose a game at some point this year. They are. I don't know if it's the Florida game. I don't know if it's the, when they play Tennessee. Uh, let, let me just get the Georgia schedule up and then just go through it. That they, they will lose a game. They fell behind to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt tonight. Uh, they play Florida. They can lose that. Actually, you know what? Th- there's three games they can lose. They can lose the Florida game. They can lose to Ole Miss, or they can lose to Tennessee. Those three games they could lose. You think those three games they can lose? How come? Well, offensively, they don't. They're not going to have Brock Bauer, so they're going to need Lad McConkey and uh, Jack Saint Rosemary or Rosemary Saint to play better, play well. Freshman quarterback defense is legit, but they've given they they've given up some plays and they started games slow. And that's never a good thing. So I do think they can lose one. Now, here's the thing. I think Florida, you should be up for its a rivalry game. So is Tennessee, but that's on the road. And the other one, Ole Miss is tough, man. They play really quick under Lane Kiffin. So, yeah. Michigan beat Indiana 52-7. to Ohio State beat Purdue 41 to 7. Florida State beat Hughes 41 to 3. Penn State beat Massachusetts 63 to nothing. We talked about Oregon, Washington. We talked about Notre Dame, USC. Alabama beat Arkansas 24 to 21. North Carolina beat Miami 41 to 31. Sorry, Zuki. Family friend. Who's a big Miami Hurricanes fan? They haven't been relevant in years either. Pittsburgh beating Louisville 38 to 21. Oregon State beating UCLA 36 to 24. Utah beating California 34 to 14. Duke beating NC State 24 to 3. Tennessee beating Texas AM 20 to 13. Arizona beating Washington State 44 to 6. LSU beating Auburn 48 to 18. Oklahoma State beating Kansas 32 to 39. 39 32. Sorry, flip that. And Missouri beating Kentucky 38 21. And this week, Ohio State Penn State. Oh, what time is that game? That's noon. But you're going to be watching that one, aren't you? I am, and I am going to write an article for for the network later in the week. So, okay, guys, be be on the lookout for that. I'm sure Mike's going to have some very insightful things to say, aren't you? I'm going to try to be insightful. Okay. Now that we got the kids out of the way, the college. But the kids are all right. Wouldn't you say the kids are all right? Damn kids. 
it's now time to talk a little NFL. And what a crazy week this was in the NFL. Wouldn't you say? Crazy's an understatement. We all know what the big one is. Yeah, we do. Both undefeated teams lost. The 49ers losing to the Browns by a score of 19 to 17. And the Philadelphia Eagles losing to Danny Boy Reginald's beloved New York Jets 20 to 14. So I have to ask you, who do you think has been exposed as the bigger frost, the 49ers or the Eagles? I think it's the Eagles. And I don't even think the 49ers are frauds. Could I be honest about that? Like the 49ers lose Debo Samuel. They lose Christian McCaffrey. They get more guys banged up. And then let's not forget, I complain a lot about roughing the passer, and I hate roughing the passer in the NFL. There was arguably the worst defenseless receiver call I have seen in the NFL against the 49ers on Sunday against Sean Gibson. He led with the shoulder to the receiver's shoulders on Cleveland. I think it was Elijah Moore. That can't be 15 yards. We have to start, and I hate saying it because replay anyway to a certain extent. We have to make some of these penalties reviewable. Roughing the passer, I don't want roughing the passer reviewable, and I don't want pass interference reviewable, mainly because we've seen how that works. But these defenseless receiver things, penalties, got to be reviewed. Just like targeting in college football, you have to be able to review it because that play could cost a team the game. And it's such garbage that these guys who look like freaking zebras out there want to call whatever they see. Guess what? We can call holding on every play. We can call illegal contact every play. We can call pass interference every play. Let the guys play. Jesus freaking Christ. But the zebras are very angry about it. Listen, let me be honest with you. I'm not an old man yet. (laughs) But if every two seconds you're going to throw a freaking flag, you're going to put me to sleep. It's like, here's the joke I make. Breathe in, number 27 of the defense. I I, I can't do it anymore. I can't take it. Roger, if you're listening, and I know that you are, stop trying to promote the game in England, in Germany, and sitting on your fun-looking chair in your basement and do something about this because you are making these games unwatchable to a certain extent. I don't need to hear the stupid referee's voice 50 times a game. You got that voice stuck in your head now, don't you? Listen, I get it. If it's blatant, call it. But I'm not going to sit here and just... I can't deal with it. But anyway, the Eagles are bigger frauds. The Eagles have not looked impressive at all. I don't know what's even been a little shaky. 
Defense hasn't been that good. The offense... I don't know what's wrong with the offense. Like they get her, uh, they get Brown and Smith. Of uh, Devontae Smith had a dreadful game, a couple of massive drops, but they get those guys involved. And then it feels it feels like what they were so good at last year was that running game that we're gonna pound you to death and we're just gonna wear you out. Now it looks like they want to be a team who just. We've got these two great receivers. We got Jalen Hurts, who we paid a lot of money to. We're going to try to be a throwing, a pass first team instead of a run first team. They've gotten away from their identity outside of the tush push. They're just throwing the ball. I, I don't love it. I don't love what they're doing offensively. I don't know if that's because they lost their offensive coordinator. I don't know. I don't want to say Jalen Hurts has regressed because I think Hurts has played fairly well. But this team, like, they don't look like the team they were a year ago, and that scares me. And, you know, with the Eagles being frauds, like, here's the thing. Like you just said about the Niners, no Debo Samuel, no Christian McCaffrey. So you can cut them some slack. Because I was thinking, you went up against the backup quarterback and you lost. But, and here's the, the other thing about the Niners. They miss two field goals. They make a field goal, they win. Exactly. Uh, and with the Eagles, I just want to say, flipping it to the Jets for a minute, that Jets defense is scary, bro. When they want to play, they could be scary. That Jets defense is scary. But there's one person I have to call out on the Jets. All right, who is it? Robert Sala. Oh, boy. First of all, his time management still sucks. I can agree. His time and clock management sucks. Not as bad as Brian Day, but we'll get to him in a bit. And he's only out there flexing when his defense makes a play. They don't show him what Zach Wilson's out there. And and it kind of irks me a little bit. It's kind of like, okay, you, you want to flex because I know it's your defense, but to me it's kind of like okay, you're you're a one dimensional guy, and that that kind of bothers me. And I think he, and I, I say this with all due respect, I don't care that the, this hard part or quarterback gauntlet he called it, it is done for them because. They're still going to find ways to lose some games. Oh, they are. They're going to find ways. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say at three and three they should be angry. They should be pumped up. They're three and three without Aaron Rodgers. But after their bye week, which is this week, they play the Chargers. They're pretty good. Wait, they play the Giants first. No, no, no. They get the Giants and the Chargers. Oh, okay, I thought you were. I was not including the Giants because the Giants aren't that good. Oh, okay. I thought, they, you, were going, I thought you were going chronologically. That's mine. Yeah. Chargers, pretty good. The Raiders stink. Then they play the Bills again. The Bills are going to want revenge after week one. Then they get the Dolphins on, on Black Friday. Then they get the Falcons. 
So I know what you're going to be doing Black Friday, and it's not going to be going shopping, is it? No. That'll be early in the day. I'll just yell at the people in, in, in the stores. You idiots are going shopping now. I hit the store at 2 in the morning. <laughs> I, you know what? I just want to go on a Black Friday just people watch. And just watch people kill each other. So th- then they get a stretch. They play the Falcons. They'll win that one. The, I'll tell you what. The Texans is not a gimme game. Oh, it isn't. The Texans are good. Uh, they'll play the Dolphins again. They play the Commanders. They'll win that. And Cleveland's not a gimme game. Oh, and then they play the Patriots, the one team in the league they can't beat. So, and look, the AFC's really loaded. So, Oh, the AFC's always been better than the NFC. Yeah, so they're going to have to... They're going to have to sneak out some wins, but they've gotten two that no one thought they'd get. Bill's game and yesterday. And, like, here's the thing, though, with the Jets. they came, Everybody gave came in with all this hype because of Aaron Rodgers. Everybody was thinking, oh, this is their year, this is their year. But then Rodgers goes down, all those hopes just... Mm-hmm. Even though you won that first game, and they're like, "Oh God, now we got to get behind Zach Wilson." Crap! And like, listen, Zach Wilson's not great. I'll give—I'm just going to be straight up honest. He hasn't even been putting up the best stats in all honesty. No, but he has to. All he has to do is enough to win. He can't lose them games. And, and I think he's matured from last year. I think he's taken responsibility. Uh, you know, Zach Wilson is. Stat-wise, oh, my God, I'm turning into you with the stats, Mike. I'm turning into you. Um, Not a bad thing, but okay. Stat-wise, he's just been mediocre. You you know what the key to this whole team is? All right, what? I'm going to hit you with two words. Brees Hall. Oh, he's been awesome. Get him the ball. Get Garrett Wilson the ball. It opens up everything else. Absolutely agree. And all you have to do is put up 20 points and the defense can say, okay. Agreed. That's all you got to do if you're Zach Wilson. So anyway, um, so anyway, so the Eagles have been exposed as far. The Jets, they're showing signs of life. They're going into the bye week at 3-3. Three and three. I don't think it's the start that everybody was hoping for. No, but after Aaron Rodgers goes down, you take this. Absolutely. So, anyway. The... So... Other scores before we get to the Sunday night game. Um, Thursday night, we already talked about on Friday, so we don't need to be. The Ravens beat the Titans 24 to 16. The Commanders beat the Falcons 24 to 16. The Vikings beat the Bears 19 13. Justin Fields might be out. The Bears right now. One of the top picks in the draft. So, just say you want Caleb Williams. Just say you want Caleb. 
Actually, they own two top picks because they own the Panthers pick, too. So they might get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. That's how I'd line it up. You got the Bengals beat the Seahawks 17 and a 13. You know, I think Joe Burrow's finally finding his foot in again. And that defense was good yesterday on Sunday for the Bengals. They only held that Russian defense to uh, that Russian offense to 87 yards. And they forced Geno to throw a couple of picks. The Browns beat the Niners 1917. We talked about that. Dolphins. Mike's beloved Miami Dolphins beating the Panthers 42 to 21. Take that, Panthers. Jaguars beating the Colts 37 to 20. Mm-hmm. Texans beating the Saints 20 to 13. It's a second game this year. You, you don't think the Texans should win, and they go out and they win. This is not your old Texans uh, anymore. No, it isn't. The Raiders beating the Patriots 21 to 17. <laughs> Okay, I need to ask you a serious question. I talked about this with Reg the other day, but I need to ask you. Mike, do you think it is the era of Bill Belichick should come to an end in New England? The era of Bill Belichick needs to end in New England. Oh, absolutely. Now, here's the one caveat I would say. Okay. I would allow Bill Belichick to keep coaching. GM Bill has to go. Okay. This team. How come on GM Bill has to go? Yes. This team stinks. They don't have any talent. Their talent is that they're talentless. Mac Jones doesn't even have a sponsorship with McDonald's. If you he throws two touchdowns a game, you get a free Big Mac the next day. That's how bad things are in New England. They have zero talent at wide receiver. Their identity, or, or the one guy they bring in through free agency is Juju. No one's asked for that to be an answer ever. Kendrick Bourne, no thanks. Devontae Parker pulled a hamstring listening to this. Their two best weapons are Mike Gesicki and Hunter Henry. The defense gives up big plays. They don't have talent. They don't have freaking talent. The league has passed Bill Belichick by while he is still in the age of the 1990s, or he still thinks he has Tom freaking Brady as his quarterback. You know what I think it is, and I didn't get fully into this the other day, but I have said, you know, this is the part I said, when Brady packed for South Beach, the question I was asking myself that season, and I asked Reg this, and I want to ask you, I asked this question, was it Belichick that needed Brady, or was it Brady that needed Belichick? And I think at the end of the day, it was Belichick that needed Brady. I think that's... That's an unfair question. Okay. Because they both needed each other. And that's what Reg said. But look at it this way. Tom Brady has won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. 
Bill Belichick has not won a Super Bowl without Tom Brady as head coach. Oh, I'm not oh, counting those years. Oh, hold, hold on. So, so uh, you know how I'm going to equivalent this? How? LeBron James has always needed another superstar to win a ring. Yes. In Miami, he had Wade and Bosch. In Cleveland, he got Kevin Love and Kyrie. Then he goes to the Lakers, he has Anthony Davis. Unless you don't want to count the bubble, then that's all another conversation. Tom Brady went to an already stacked team with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, in an elite defense. So let's not just make it seem like Tom Brady made the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl contenders. No, Tom Brady did the same freaking thing that the next year Matthew Stafford did. He went to a really good team and was able to take them over the hump. And you should not give him special treatment on that because he's Tom Brady. Bill Belichick is still searching to find a replacement for Tom Brady. Now, while we think that could be Mac, we could think it's someone else, here's the problem with it. Look at your the AFC East as a whole. No one knew what Josh Allen was. What did the Bills do? Again, Stephon Diggs. Tua, we questioned Tua. How good's Tua? Well, what did the Dolphins do? They got him Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Even the Jets went out and drafted a Garrett Wilson. The Patriots don't have a number one receiver. They have a bunch of number three wide receivers. So that's on talent. That's on scouting. That's on how they target players. This isn't a coaching problem. This is a problem that this team just straight up is not talented enough to win. Agreed. And I hate saying because I, unlike most people, I respect Bill Belichick. I respect and, him too. But the but, thing is, you know what I think my issue is with, with this? I said I think Tom Brady was trying to prove. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to prove I don't need Bill Belichick. I can win without him. And he proved that. But you know why I think Bill Belichick's hanging on? I think he's trying to prove I can win a championship without Tom Brady. Can can I just say this? Let me guess. It's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. No. Okay. Bill Belichick's hanging on because he wants to break the all-time wins record. That is the only thing keeping Bill Belichick going. You know why? Whether he can win with Tom Brady, whether he can lose with uh, Tom Brady, it doesn't matter. Bill Belichick's legacy is cemented. He is arguably the greatest head coach of all time. Now he's just go. He's like a player who had a great career, and now he can't play at the end because time has just passed him by. But at the end of the day, this is a talent thing. This is not a thing where Bill Belichick forgot how to coach. I'm sorry. I, I can't sit here and have you, you besmirch the hoodie and give that stupid idiot Tom Brady, who now wants to do commercials about unretiring for the 800th time. Listen, I, I can't stand Brady. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've seen in my life. But Oh, of course. And trust me, I don't like giving credit to Tom Brady. You but think but I- this isn't about giving credit. 
it's not argument sake. This is not like Tom Brady went to the Houston Texans. He built them up to win. He went to a team that was already very good, and he put them over the top because he was the one missing link. Kind of like Peyton with the Broncos. Actually, it's exactly. And then Matthew Stafford did the same thing the next year. That's all this is. So that that's where 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 I'm at on that. But you know what? I think the thing is when Tom Brady won that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, I think Bill Belichick was watching it like a ex, like an ex boyfriend who just saw his ex move on with a new partner. So I think I think Belichick is holding on because he wants to show I don't need Tom Brady. I can win a championship without him. But you know what? The thing is, and we've and Dan and I talked about this the other day, the NFL has changed. It's not 2002 anymore, Bill. So, so then Bill should leave New England, go to a team on the cusp, and see what he could do there. I think we all know what team he wants to coach. He says he's want the Sacramento Kings. Now, he said he's wanted to coach the Giants for the longest time. So if he gets fired from New England, go coach. Go coach the Giants. Him and John Mara doing uh, brunch together should be fun. But I think the thing is, and before we move on to the other games, is that I think, and Dan and I said this last week, I think the thing is with Matt Jones, you know who developed him? Josh McDaniels. Another guy who's just not a good coach. Oh, he isn't. God, it's like all of these, the Belichick coaching tree, and I've said this a million times, the idea is more appealing than the actual result. Okay, moving on. The Rams beat the Cardinals 26-9. Jets beat the Eagles. We talked about 20-14. The Lions beat the Bucks 20-6. And, okay, you know I got to talk about this, Mike. You know I got to talk about this. The Bills beat the Giants 14-9. Before I begin, I just want to give a hat tip to Nate Moser. I know. Congratulations, Nate. And I will give him this. Being the classy person he is, he texted me and said good game. So I will give credit to Moser for that, and I know Mike is just sitting there rolling his eyes at that. Um, But anyway, okay, here's what I'm going to say. Tyrod didn't play terrible. I don't know what you think, Mike, but I don't think Tyrod played terrible last night. He was okay. If I would have put him on a rank, I would probably give him like a C. Yeah. The the play at the end of the first half is Oh, uh, that was okay, and like one of the things is everyone's talking about the call that they should wait. We'll get to that in a second. But the big thing was this was just Time met clock management was horrible last night. Clock management was absolutely horrible. 
Like that play, you have no timeouts and you're running to get to that play at the half. You either just kick the field goal because then later on in that situation, all you had to do was kick the field goal and you win the game. And, but no, they couldn't get that last play. And I think that was the play that killed the game. That play killed the game right there. Mike, am I right or am I right? You're right, because you can't let a team like the Bills hang around because you know at some point Josh Allen's going to burn you. Because Josh Allen is starting to become like that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers type. You don't want to give him the ball later in the game. Listen, there is one person I'm giving credit to. Okay, let's hear it. I'm giving credit to Wink Martindale. Oh, yeah, the defense played really good. Defense was fine. Um, listen, I know people are gonna people are gonna be upset. Like, oh, they gave up, you know, the two touchdowns. Give up two touchdowns to the Bills. You should win that game. The they just really the, the defense looked good last night for the first time all year. Defense looked good, and sadly, so far, next to the San Francisco game, this is probably the best game they've played so far. That's sad. That, the, if you want to say the first half of the San Francisco game and the second half of the oh, Arizona the San Francisco game. game. I'm sorry, the Arizona game. The, the, the sec, between this and the second half of the Arizona game, the Giants have looked like world beaters. They have. But here's the thing. If we're, if we're going to go on a Giants thing here, and and we'll do it. The Giants have been exposed. I can agree. They've been exposed for this. And I'm not saying this is all on Brian Dable. I'm not saying this is all on Joe Shane. But I'm going to rewind the clock for you. Rewind. It was May 2022. It was a dark, gloomy day over East Rutherford, New Jersey. Actually, it was probably earlier than May. It's probably March, whatever it is. The New York Giants had a decision to make. To pull the fifth, to to accept the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones or decline the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. They chose to decline the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. They did. Because Dable and Joe Shane did not draft Daniel Jones, so they did not know what they were getting. Daniel Jones then goes on to have the best year of his career. Then fast-forward to this offseason where the Giants paid Daniel Jones a whole bunch of money. Daniel Jones was not worth $40 million. Mr. Jones of the County Crows song. Now he's worth $40 million. Now that is worth $40 million. So what they did was they forced themselves into a corner. They paid Daniel Jones, which meant they couldn't pay Saquon Barkley, and they couldn't do this, and they couldn't do that. You know what happens when you make the playoffs? You get cocky. No, your schedule gets more difficult. And this team exceeded an expectation last year. And I mean no disrespect when I say this. This team, just like I said about the New England Patriots, they are not 
that talented. They do not have the talent. They don't have the roster to compete in the NFL. You want, Bill, ask me a question. I want you to ask me, how do I know this? How do you know this? I've seen them on the field with the Philadelphia Eagles. I have too. Hold like, on. Hold on. I've seen them on the field with the Philadelphia Eagles. They get blown out. I've seen them on the field with the San Francisco 49ers. They get blown out. I've seen them on the field with the Dallas Cowboys. They get blown out. I saw them on the field with the Arizona Cardinals, and they were getting their asses handed to them by the Arizona bleeping Cardinals. You want to be a real competitive football team? You have to build a competitive football team, and that starts from the top down. Daniel Jones isn't the answer. I know that. Bill knows that. Stephen Queens knows that. Jody and Forrest Hills knows that. <laughs> Jacob in East Rutherford knows that. Dave, the guy putting the turf down at MetLife Stadium knows that. Chris, the beer vendor at MetLife Stadium knows that. Why do people know that? Everybody knows that Daniel Jones wasn't the answer, but you made a mistake, Joe Shane. And I think you've done a wonderful job, but that was a big mistake. That was a huge mistake. Like I said it, er, just a few seconds ago, I'll say it again. He was not worth $40 million. And- no, he wasn't worth $40 million. It, he, here's the deal. If you decline the option, which you did, which is fine, you could like, you could have done the franchise tag with him, and right. had this be the play it or make break it make it or break it year. And if he made it, then you could pay him. But if he broke it, you still had options because you know what's going to happen this off season because giant season's over. Yeah, I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling that right now. So, too. you know what? You know what might happen? Chicago Bears may have the first pick. Do you have an interest in maybe? Developing a Justin Fields? Do you have an interest? Maybe there's a divorce heading in Denver with Russell Wilson. Maybe that would be something that could intrigue you. Maybe there's another quarterback in the draft you really like, and you go, maybe I can develop him, whether that's Caleb Williams, Drake May, Michael Penix. I don't care. Like, Joe Shane was actually at the Notre Dame-USC game the other night. Well, that was either for Caleb Williams or Joe Alt. So, I don't know who Shane was looking at. But you know what? It's like, the thing is, and this drives me crazy, Mike. We'll get to the blown call or lack of call in a second. But this is what drives me crazy. You're, everyone on my giant fan pages are like, Tank for Caleb! Tank for Caleb! Shut up! You I see that on Twitter. You? What was that? What was that, Mike? I've seen it on Twitter, so... Because half of you morons wanted Danny Jones. (laughs) Okay, I'm not saying you're all morons. I'm sure you're smart folks, but... You think they're smart folks, Mike? Or... But... I don't like the idea, especially after you just paid your quarterback $40 million. And everyone's going, oh, this was such a good idea. And I'm like, no, this was not a good idea. And then when it happens, you're all like, we'll tag for Caleb. We can because we're stuck with Daniel Jones for the next four years. And we have to pay $40 million a year, which he wasn't worth. 
like, why are people say we should do this thing that we can't do? We can't do that. Because guess what? They dug us into this mess. They dug us into this mess by giving him that contract. And like, listen, he has a neck injury. I don't know if he's going to be playing next next week. Like, and he had neck injuries before. I wouldn't say neither 2020 or 2021. Like, if this is bad, what if it's to the point he can't play anymore? But that's a possible. You you probably think I'm being dramatic here. Mike. No, no, no. Listen, head, neck area, you, you never mess around with that. Like, that could be a real injury. So if that's the case, Dan, I wish you all the best. Take your money. Bye-bye. Yeah, here's the problem. They're going to have to eat money. Unless there's some sort of settlement that has to happen because of that. But, again, they did this one to themselves. And I just want to say, and I like Joe Shane, and I like Brian Dable, but, Joe, you made your bed now laying it. Um, yeah, but you know what? I haven't even gotten to the big thing that pissed me off last night. That final call. Or lack thereof. Okay. For those who don't know, Giants were on the first and goal. They threw the pass. It was incomplete, but they threw a flag. It was pass interference. Put it, put the ball on the one-yard line. He tries to throw it to Darren Waller. And the defense, I forgot who it was, is tugging his jersey like that, which was a pass interference and or a holding. And the dumbass zebras, the reps, don't call it. They don't call it. And I'm I'm sitting there with my dad, and we're like, are you bleeping kidding me? I don't think they use the term bleep. Wait, you don't think my dad and I use the term bleep? Maybe he's beep, maybe not bleep. And... And even the commentators on NBC were like, oh, that should have been a holding. That should have been a foul of some, some kind. That was a dumbass call. You know it was a dumb or lack thereof. That was a stupid judgment call by the refs. And it was terrible. It was absolutely just, oh my God, I was... I was so angry it took me a while to calm down. You know what it reminded me of? What? Remember last year, Sunday night game, mm-hmm. Giants-Washington? Yes. The the play at the end of the game where the Giant defender was draped all over, I think it was Terry McLaurin, and they didn't throw a flag. It kind of reminded me of that play. Now, should the, there have been a flag? thousand percent should have been a flag but that's not what cost the Giants the game the play at the end of the first half is what cost the Giants the game and look I, I, I said it before I'll say it again this team's not talented enough to win this team needs to stock up through the draft what I would do right now if I'm being brutally honest I am selling off pieces for the trade deadline. 
I, I am Saquon. See you later. Actually, let me phrase that. Saquon. Say gone. Well, ooh, that's clever. Yeah. Um, if I can find someone to take Leonard Williams, he can go. If I can find someone to take all these guys who might be on one-year contracts, they can go. Like this team needs to be blown up. I would be curious to see that. And I love Saquon, don't get me wrong, but But here's my question, Bill. You could love Saquon. Chris the vendor can love Saquon. Dave who puts down the turf can love Saquon. Jody from Forest Hills can love Saquon. You know how do you know all these people? They're friends of mine. How do you know Joe Shane and Brian Dable love Saquon? You don't. Because if they loved Saquon Barkley, they would have paid Saquon Barkley. But you know what? I was, and listen, you and I actually did this podcast when that happened. And I said you should have paid Saquon, but now I'm sort of on the fence because. Nope. Trade him. See you later. Because the guy is injury prone. And do you really want. Got it, because I was, remember, I told you, I think they should have tagged Daniel Jones and paid Saquon. I just wouldn't tag Daniel Jones. I would have let him go. I don't think there was anybody, and I mean anybody, willing to pay Daniel Jones what he was looking for. I don't think that number exists. I don't think that team exists. And if they did, have fun paying Daniel Jones 35 to 40 million bucks a year. Because, you know, when we said that then, do you think anyone, any team was going to be online to get Daniel Jones? No. And now, now you're going to have to trade Saquon, have Matt Breida play running back the rest of the year. Which I will admit, I actually think Breida's not terrible. You know, the, the one thing this team desperately needs is a number one wide receiver. They do. And I'm not saying you're going to get one in a trade for Saquon Barkley. You're going to have to draft again. So forget your tank for Caleb Williams for a minute. I'm tanking for Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, but I have a feeling he's going to go to Chicago. Well, listen, then you you have to win less games than Chicago. So basically tank for Marvin Harrison Jr. at this point. Yeah. Brilliant, Mike. You are brilliant. Listen, if you can find... I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to find a franchise quarterback off the street, but at some point you can lure a quarterback in with the weapons you have. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll throw another one out there. New coach, new GM, didn't draft Kyler Murray. What would it take to get Kyler Murray to the Giants? Hmm. Okay, get this right. That's a good question. Get to tonight's game. That's a good question. Yeah, so, I'm just... Daniel Jones isn't the answer, but he's also not all at fault because this team is just not very good. And that's a fair assessment. 
I think so too. I think he's not all. It's not all his fault. Like I said, the O the O line is garbage. But he's also not very good. So uh, this has not been his year, and I've said this a bunch of times. This wasn't the Daniel Jones that we saw last year. This was the Daniel Jones who two years ago the Giants were thinking about letting go. Hundred percent. So yeah, that's where we stand right now. That that's your games for the week. Um, Dallas, Los Angeles are playing right now. They're in the last Cowboys just won. Cowboys just won twenty to seventeen, and they covered the freaking spread. That's all that matters. In they America. covered. This is not gambling advice. If you have a gambling problem, please go get help. But if you took the Cowboys at minus two and a half. You're very happy right now. Hey, if you bet on the Giants last night, you would have won because the spread was like, what, 15 and a half, I think? Yeah, but some of us bet the belts. But with the spread? With the spread. But you won by five. They won by five, though. Yeah, but the spread was 14. I thought you had to win by 15. You do. You have to win by 14, 15. Okay. You know what? Let's okay. Let's just end it here. So, okay. If you want to see more of this content, and why wouldn't you? Because isn't this stuff amazing, Mike? It's fantastic. Go to www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. Check us out our, our blogs, our blogs, all our podcasts, which is available on all platforms. Check out don't forget to check out our us on X at Sports Insanity Real. And don't forget to check us out on Facebook at the Sports Insanity Network. And on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, hit that bell. That's where all the vlogs are. That's where all the that's where our our football shows, such as Thursday Night Grand Iron and Sunday Sideline Report, are there. So like, comment, subscribe, and hit that bell. For the Sports and Saturday Network, I am Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. Mike Rifkin, thank you for coming out of the cave to be with me today. I'm going back to the cave. Are you doing just fine? Um, this has been game. This has been the top of the fifth inning of the 16th game here on the Sports and Sanity podcast on the Sports and Net- Network. So stay safe and take care.